0: It says, Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seeds in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, somebody say stay woke. woke. While everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't, didn't you sow good seeds in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. The servant asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered, because while you are pulling the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow Together. Can I get somebody to say God sent? sent. Counterfeit. Counterfeit. One more time God sent? sent. Counterfeit. Counterfeit. And it's crazy. Jesus is like, I'm going to let the God sent and I'm going to let the counterfeit come together. (laughs) Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned. Then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. If y'all are ready, can I get everybody to say, let's go. let's go. All right. What I would like to bring your attention to, our clause of concern on tonight. And the verses of scripture, are that, the verses of scripture that are going to serve us as our boarding pass, as we board the flight of this brand new series on discernment, lives in the halfway mark of verse 24. Where Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in a field. Then verse 25, the text tells us, while everyone was asleep, an enemy sowed weeds amongst the wheat. So what we have here, watch this. Same field, same soil, same season, but different planters. Please listen, listen, don't miss this. This is paramount. Same field, same season, same soil, but different planters. The reason I want to bring that to your attention is because a lot of us think, you know what? It's just the place I'm at. That's my problem. If I had a different job, if I had a different house, if I had a different spouse, if I had a different place, it's my geographical location. That's my problem. And then somebody else is like, all right, uh, that's good. But my problem, if I be honest, I just feel like I have been dealt a bad hand. Like I can't win with the hand that I've been dealt. Ever since childhood, all my relationships, I just have a bad hand. I've been dealt. And then somebody else is like, uh, miss me with what you're talking about. It's these men, though. <laughs> It's these men, though. Do you see how these men are set up in 2021? That's my problem. And then my brother's like, hold on, wait a minute. Let me put my two cents in it. It's these trifling women, though. These women who expect me to pay their rent, pay, my, pay their car. No, y'all not talking to me. Complaining that they're no godly men, but they don't even read God's word themselves. How, how are you asking? How are you asking? For God to send you a husband, but you're not even ready for the Son of God's return. That that's my problem. And somebody else is like, okay, you're doing too much. My problem though. <laughs> I told you your scalp. <laughs> my problem though is these pastors. These, these crooked businessmen in pulpits, lying to people, saying they got some water from the Jordan. My problem is the church. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my problem. My problem and the reason I keep getting deceived and the reason I keep getting tricked is because I keep falling for people who had no intentions of catching me. That's, that's why, that's why all my opportunities, they never end up working out. It's because the earth and the world is filled with all of these narcissistic, wicked, evil, manipulative people. That's why I keep getting deceived. That's why. And I hear you. I'm preaching high pitch on purpose, sweating (laughs) in just my introduction. I hear you. But there's one thing that I've learned throughout the last few years personally of my ministry tenure. And that is there is no healing in blaming. Can I mess y'all up? Can I mess y'all up? Listen, thank you for the golf claps. (laughs) Listen, there is no healing in blaming blaming is not the fertilizer for your healing but rather it is the umbilical cord for your bitterness I need to say that one more time for some note takers Blaming, that's not the fertilizer for your healing but rather it is the umbilical cord for your bitterness. It's what they did. It's what they didn't do. It's what they said It's what they didn't say. It's them. It's him. It's them. It's her. But remember same field. It's getting good. Same soil. Same season, but different planters. Hmm. So, so what we have when I'm looking at this text, it's like we have God planting seeds. Yeah, I'm throwing it at you. <laughs> and look, then we have Satan planting seeds in the same place. Look, y'all, so we have God. Sending something, and we have Satan sending something too. (laughs) Look, look, God is sending something in your life, and Satan is sending something in your life in the same field, at the same soil, in the same season. Listen, God is trying to send you wisdom, but the enemy is sending influence. Because, you know, now we think in 2021, everybody who's influential has wisdom. God is sending your purpose. But the enemy is sending your preference. Look, in the same field, the same soil, in the same season. Church, what do you do when God and the enemy are both sending stuff your way? At the same time, the same field. The same soil and the same season. So we have God on one side. He's planting stuff in your life. And then we have the enemy at the same time planting stuff in your life too. <laughs> and I think a lot of us would begin to question God. Why would you let him plant? See, this is why I've stated so many times before and I tried to caution us. Listen, God sent And counterfeits come in the same season. Right here in the text. God sits and counterfeits come in the same season. The reason we keep on selecting the counterfeit, though, is because that's our preference. That's our preference. So what do you do when you can't discern who's planting? But all you see is stuff's growing. <laughs> this is gonna be good. Can I get somebody to say discernment? discernment? So, what happens is we end up choosing the weeds and not the wheat. Because the weed will get you high. <laughs> Maybe I should do some poetry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The weed will get you high, but the wheat will give you depth. Somebody still ain't getting it. It's going to hit you on the way home. You're going to be driving like, oh, the wheat like a blunt. Oh, the weed. (laughs) I get it. The weed can get you high, but the wheat is going to give you depth. And I just have a sneaky suspicion that there's a people under the sign of my voice on tonight, and there's somebody watching me online where you have arrived to this place where I am tired of weeds. I'm tired of it. I'm tired. Ty- you know why so many of us are frustrated? Because we keep on choosing weeds and we pray for God to bless it. I'm talking. We choose weeds and we say, God, would you bless this weed? Would you bless this weed opportunity? Would you bless this weed relationship? But heaven doesn't bless weeds. It only blesses wheat. We keep falling in love with weeds. And then we expect the weeds to treat us like wheat. <laughs> I'm getting out for y'all. I told you my study time. I was getting blessed, and so I just arrived to this place where God. I need you to help me choose what you have chosen. See, you have free will, all of us. You have free will, and a lot of choices are going to get placed before you. But I want to get to a place where I have so much discernment, where God, I see all of these options. Which one did you choose? Because I want to choose what you have chosen. God, there are a lot of ways that are going before me right now, but I want to go the way that you have directed. Holy Spirit, on the inside of me, I need you to perform an MRI on this decision because I don't know which one is this. I I, I need your Holy Spirit to perform a CAT scan on this because I'm tired of falling in love with weeds and then starting to question the one who planted the wheat. Somebody say discernment. So what happens is we end up Choosing the weeds. And we come here and we say, I need discernment. I need discernment. Is that anybody else's heart cry right now? I need discernment. I I, I need for God to show me. I need discernment. And this is something that God revealed to me personally. I I need discernment. I need to know, is this you or is this me? I need discernment. And God said, Jerry, many doors are going to open before you. And they won't be me. (laughs) See, what has happened is we've had so much preaching about thanking God for open doors that we forget that hell opens doors too. It's like, listen, son, a lot of doors are going to open before you, but they're not going to be me. I need you to humble yourself and stay close to me so that I can reveal every trap. Because your word is a lamp unto my feet. And a light unto my path. And sometimes I don't know who's talking. He's saying, "I, I need you to stay close enough to me where you could discern my voice." Somebody say discernment. Amen. This message on tonight is not designed to erect an emotional response. Enough with preaching like that. Now listen, I'm not against amans. I'm not against the hallelujahs. I'm not against you. Better preach, boy. You better preach it. I'm not against all of that. But not at the expense of you leaving here and still being confused and don't discern God's voice and your voice. Not at the expense of that. Not at the expense of you saying, oh, we had church on tonight. But you can't discern that that text message was a distraction. It wasn't the Holy Spirit. Not at the expense of that. This message on tonight is designed not to give you hype, but to help you decipher. This series is dangerous. Because a lot of us have unused swords and untrained ears. We don't know how to fight and we don't know how to hear. But Jesus tells, me, tells us that I'm the good shepherd and my sheep know my voice and they follow me. How can you follow a shepherd's voice you don't know? And we've been preaching, plagiarized stuff on Pinterest. We've been preaching, seriously, the pandemic exposed it. You're not saying nothing, bruh. You're not saying nothing. I need something to help me grow. I need something that will edify me on Friday, on Saturday. I'm still feasting on it on Sunday. I need something to help me grow. It's dangerous when we have leaders who don't know how to discern. Or maybe it's they don't preach messages on it because you'll discern them. (laughs) I told you it's real. If you start studying for yourself. You'll recognize that's not biblical. Discernment, discernment. Please hear me. Discernment for the believer is one of the most critical weapons we have in our arsenal because it helps us to distinguish wheat from weeds. Hear me. Please hear me. Discernment is critical for all believers because it helps us to distinguish wheat from weeds. What is wheat? Wheat is that which God has summoned. Weeds is that which Satan has set up. I'm trying so hard to get through this, y'all. This is so good. Is anybody else getting blessed? Weeds. Weeds is the thing that Satan has summoned. And it's gonna be critical for you and I to have discernment, because discernment has a bestie. Yeah. The sermon has a best friend that goes by the name of Confirmation. Yeah. <laughs> this is so good, y'all. has a best friend that goes by the name of Confirmation. They're best friends. They like hanging out together. You can catch them chilling together. You can catch them at Starbucks slurping on a latte together. Whenever you meet the sermon, it's because you've also met Confirmation. And whenever you met confirmation, it's because you've also met discernment. A lot of us want confirmation, but you haven't met discernment. And a lot of us want to get discernment, but we haven't been confirmed. Discernment and confirmation, they partners. I'm using Houston vernacular. They partners. (laughs) Let me go back proper. Um, Discernment and confirmation, they're friends. They're friends. Somebody shout discernment. Discernment. Discernment and confirmation are the anchors. They're the anchors that keep you from drifting with the wave of second guessing. This is so good. Thank you for the golf clap. It helps you. The anchor, the anchor of discernment and the anchor of confirmation helps me from drifting with the wave Second guessing. Did I make the right choice? Did I not make the right choice? Did I marry the right person? Did I not marry the right person? Is this God's will? Is this my will? Discernment. Because everything you do in this life will be tested. Did you hear me? Everything your marriage will be tested your singleness will be tested your faith will be tested come here your standards will be tested your purity will be tested your ministry will be tested and there is nothing more anxiety spawning than for you to move while unsure nothing more you want to hide in your anxiety make a weed move <laughs> yeah Somebody caught it. You want to heighten your anxiety? Make weed moves. What is that? Moves where you keep stepping in Satan's traps. I want to make wheat moves where I'm moving in the direction that God has summoned me. Can I get somebody to say discernment? Ever so often, please hear me. Ever so often, you're going to have an opportunity or a choice stand before you and you're not going to know who's behind it. And the only way that we could be a spirit led people is we have to be spiritually trained people. Please hear me. Ever so often, you and I will be faced with an option, an opportunity, a choice that has destiny weight on it. Has destiny weight on it. What you decide to do, let me put it this way it is the crossroad of the unknown. The intersection of the unfamiliar. And whatever choice you make right now will affect this season. Or better yet, whatever choice you make right now could cause a season. Hmm. Whatever choice you make could echo throughout your lifetime. And if one of the advantages for the believer is we have access to the Father, then this means one of the warfare strategies of hell is going to be to flood your life with voices. It's the distraction of the whisperers. Girl, are you sure you could do that? I don't know why you did that. Ain't nobody showing up. Are you sure you should start a podcast? Do you even know how to put it on IG? Do you even know how to put it on iTunes? Are you sure you should write that book? What's your degree in again? You're an English teacher. Why are you writing a book? You don't even have a degree. You don't even have a GED. You just have a birth certificate. <laughs> That's all you got. you going to write something? Ain't nobody going to read this? Are you sure you should do this Facebook Live? The distraction of the whisperers. It's the confusion of the planters. It's because God is planting things and the enemy is planting things at the same time. And all we want is a harvest so bad because we've heard so many sermons about it's your season and it's your harvest that whatever grows, we pluck it. This series is going to hit different. I'm telling you, it's a life changer. Not a game changer. It's a life changer. I'm tired of people walking away from the faith because you have chosen weeds and you think that God has not planted wheat. You have an enemy. And while we're sleeping, what he's doing in the same field, with the same soil, and the same season, he's planting stuff too. Can I mess y'all up real quick? Nobody said nothing. Let me ask again. Online, y'all took to me right now, they're just like, mm, yeah, mm. I just, can I mess y'all up real quick? I think some of us, we, we don't even really have trust issues. I know you're saying it. I know you're saying I got trust issues. Anybody honest enough say I got trust issues? I got trust issues? Thank you for y'all boldness, y'all bold. I got trust issues. As I was looking at this and I was studying, I was like, maybe we don't have trust issues. We have discernment issues. Hmm. I'm writing this stuff down. I'm like, this is good. And it's like, yeah, you expected a weed to be trustworthy. <laughs> Somebody's count. You expected a weed. To be trustworthy. You expected a weed to be honest. You expect weed to be faithful. You expect weeds to be loyal. You expect weeds to be there. And when they're not, you're saying, I got trust issues. No, we have discernment issues. Because some way and somehow we keep picking the weeds. What is it about me that I keep picking weeds? What is it about me that I keep falling for weed paychecks? What is it about me that I keep wanting to step on weed platforms? What is it about me that I keep falling into weed relationships? Is it really we lack discernment? Is it really we have trust issues or is it we lack discernment? Can I get somebody to say I need discernment? I need Can y'all believe I'm selling introduction? <laughs> yeah, it's it's... It's, it reveals our spiritual maturity. Put it this way, my son, my four-year-old, and my six-year-old, they have two different levels of discernment. So if we go to like Chuck E. Cheese or something and we step out the car, my son might hold my hand. He might, but then most times he'll sweat, snatch away because he wants to hurry up and get inside because he hasn't understood that the father's hand is to protect, not to prevent. So when I see something, when I see something I want, instead of us trusting the hand of the Father, I want this. I'm 34. I'm getting married. Forget what you're talking about. (laughs) They said I get how much raise? I'm taking it. (laughs) They said I can come through and do this. It's mine. (laughs) Look, because spiritual immaturity reveals your discernment level. Now, my daughter, she's six. We get out the car, if I extend my hand, she'll grab it. Because she has learned there's safety in the father's hands. After church, you can see my four-year-old son. He'll be running behind here, attached to my leg. He'll be running around, and you could offer him a lollipop. And I told him so many times, we don't take candy from strangers. But all you gotta do is wave it in front of him, and he probably gonna say thank you and look at me like, <laughs> because it just takes the right opportunity for you to get the father's lesson. But then my daughter, six years old, I told her, we don't take candy from strangers. So she'll probably look at you like she really wanted it and say, no, thank you. She may even come back and say, Daddy, can I have it? Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. She may even come back and say, Daddy, can I have it? Here's the question for you. Are you taking candy from strange spirits? because toddlers, listen, toddlers will always exchange candy for calling. I'm trying to. They will always exchange candy for calling. Sex candy, orgasm candy, bank account candy. Y'all know I'm real. Why y'all look at me like this? (laughs) And my daughter shows me something. I want it, daddy. But before I take it, you told me, in all your ways, acknowledge me. Lean not. Lean not to your own understanding. You taught me there is a way that seems right unto man, but the end thereof is death. So before I take this, Daddy, can I have it? And depending on the Daddy's discernment of the stranger, I'll say yes or no. If I have a relationship with them, I might say yes, but if I don't know them, I'm going to say no. And a lot of us have been asking God for some things, and he said no to, and you're looking at him like my daughter. Why? And God, if he could talk to you, he will tell you, it's because I don't know them. And I love you too much that I don't know what they have in that. I don't know where it came from. I don't know them. They don't talk to me. We don't have a relationship. No. No. Somebody say discernment. discernment. Discernment is the ability. We have common discernment and we have spiritual discernment. Common discernment is the ability to see through something. You can see through a lie. Somebody lying, you can see through it. Spiritual discernment is the ability to see beyond something. And the reason I'm doing this series, we have to have leaders and friends that could see beyond. Listen, leaders see more. Than what people see and before other people see. That's leadership. I see more and before. I need friends around me who see more and before I get hit. There's a problem. If all my friends, we all getting hit by the same thing. We all hit by lust. I call you at 12 o'clock. Girl, I'm on fire tonight. Girl, me too. I need somebody. I need people around me who can see more and could see before. And discernment. Spiritual discernment is your ability to see behind a thing. Let's pray. God, would you help us? Would you help us? This is so important, God. For us to have ears that could hear your voice. Help us, God, to stop taking candy from strangers. But enhance our spiritual discernment to such a degree to where even if I want it, If it's not you, I won't take it. And in this moment, God, for the remainder of this message, would you allow me to be your PA system, the soundtrack of heaven, because your people need to hear your voice. It's not as though you're not talking. For many of us, we haven't been trained how to hear you. So I thank you week after week, session after session, sermon after sermon. You will heighten our ability to discern. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. A few points and I'm done. Is this good? By the way, I would like to speak around this thought from this subject. Y'all know how I do. For a few moments, a few more moments, I need discernment. I need discernment. Could it be that we keep on picking weeds, and so now every time God sends something, we immediately arrest it as a potential offender? You know why? Because this pain looks familiar. I don't know if it's going to distribute the same amount of pain but it looks familiar. Yet this abuse it looks familiar. Yet these promises, they look familiar. So we don't even wait to see if this is wheat or if this is weeds because it looks familiar. Can I get somebody to say familiar? I saw something so crazy. Can we put um, you're familiar on the screen? You're familiar. I saw something so crazy. I was like, you know what? If you put... You're familiar. This pain, it looks familiar. Yeah, he he cute, but it looked familiar. Yeah, he sounded like he got a good word, but that looked familiar. If you drop the F, the M, and the I, you get what? Put it up. You're a liar. Do you treat everything that comes your way like a lie? We have a good word for you tonight. Nah, they lying. They want your money. (laughs) We got a good offer. Nah, they lying. They going to trip you. It's crazy, we call the devil a liar, but then we treat God like he is. Wow. Can I get everybody to say this confession as loud as you can? Everybody watching online, if you could put this in all caps in the room, can I get everybody to put this? God, God. y'all gotta say it louder than that. God, God help me, help me to, choose chosen, to choose what you have chosen, develop my discernment. Develop my discernment. One more time, God, God help me. To choose what you have chosen, chosen. develop develop my discernment. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, and everybody under the sound of my voice in the sacred sanctuary on tonight and watching online, the way that 2021 is set up, you can't afford to live life without having sobriety in the area of discernment. Did y'all, okay, let me make it more modern. The way these men are set up, the way these women are set up, the way that these offers are set up, the way that these opportunities are set up, the way that these platforms are set up, the way that these followings are set up, the way that these churches and ministries are set up, you can't expect to have a fruitful kingdom productive life without having sobriety in the area of your discernment. Everything that sounds good doesn't mean it's sound or good and I have to be able to have discernment. And what is wheat? And what is weed? Wheat is that which God has summoned. And weeds are that which Satan has set up. And the reason I'm doing this series, the reason I'm doing this series, is I prayed. and I'm like, God, what are we going to do? And he already revealed to me. We're going to do discernment. Then we're going to do a series called Kingdom Vibes Only. And then in the fall, we're going to do Cup and Season 2.0. Yeah. I already revealed it to me. <laughs> but I'm like, why are, we doing, why are we doing discernment? Because my people need help to decipher. They keep getting deceived. And deception is a predator's disguise. Did y'all hear what I just said? Deception is a predator's disguise. And a lot of us keep picking weeds and we wonder where is God? We wonder what is he doing? And I begin to look at this text. In our foundational text, there are a few things that I wanna bring to your attention then y'all can go get some food outside and go home and tell everybody we turned up one time for the one time. You can do all that. But there's a few things I want to point out, and I'm done. Number one, the first thing I would like to bring to your attention in our foundational text is an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. Verse 26 says, when the wheat sprouted and formed heads, the weeds also appeared. And so as I'm studying this, because I want us to understand it, I try to break down scripture where we can understand it. I'm like, out of all the things the enemy could plant, why did he plant weeds? He could have planted tomatoes. (laughs) He could have planted daisies. He could have planted roses. Why? Out of all the things. You see the good shepherd planting seeds and you're going to come and plant weeds. Out of everything, why did you choose weeds? And as I begin to research this, at the sprouting phase, weeds and wheat look just alike. Research it. You can Google everything. Weeds and wheat look just alike. So the strategy of the enemy is to always send you what looks like God in the place you expect God to answer. Did y'all hear me? Did somebody throw your phone or you dropped it? I don't know which one. (laughs) Look, look. Wherever you're expecting God to do it, The enemy is going to try to do it too. But it's going to look like God because he comes as an angel of the light. So the reason I'm sowing weeds in the same area of the weeds is because if you don't know how to wait. If you don't know how to trust my diamond when they first sprout, you're going to say, that's weeds. So as I'm looking here, I'm like, okay. So you, you you sent weeds and number two, they were tripping. I'm like, okay, God, they sent weeds. All right, we're gonna knock if he butt. We good. We're gonna go pluck it up. He's like, no, let them grow together. Listen what Jesus is saying. He's saying, just give it time. God, why would you let the real thing and the fake thing grow together? Are y'all looking at your Bible? Why would you let your voice and his voice be on the same frequency? Same field, same soil, same season. Somebody say discernment. And as I'm looking at this, God revealed something to me and brought it back to my remembrance. God always works with and operates with a time gap. Listen, this is powerful. If you don't remember anything else about tonight, I want you to remember this. God works And he operates with a time gap. That is the gap between the promise and the manifestation of it. It's interwoven all throughout the fabric of scripture. You see it. You're going to have a son. And then there's this gap before Isaac. There's always this time gap. I give you a dream, Joseph. And there's this gap before the dream makes sense. Noah, I need you to build an ark. And God doesn't give him, God doesn't give him the ark. He gives him trees. That's a whole other sermon. He doesn't give him the ark. He gives him trees. And then there's a gap before it actually starts raining. We don't know. I don't know if Noah was like banging on the door, putting the last nail in, and then just drip, drip, drop, little April. I don't know when it started raining. But there's a gap between the instruction and the manifestation of rain. There's a gap between the prophetic word, she will be with child and she will be a virgin. Until Mary comes on the scene and she's pregnant with Jesus. There's always a gap. And so as I'm looking at this, I said, man, what if we don't necessarily, what if we're not struggling with discernment, but we don't know how to navigate the gap? (laughs) This is so good. This is so good. Because look. I'm like, God, why would you create the gap? And God revealed it to me so that if you're patient enough to trust my voice, this is good. Here it is. If you're patient enough to stay next to me over time, the weed will start to expose itself. Now it makes sense. Now it makes sense why wherever you're expecting God to move, it seemed to be distraction after distraction. Anybody in this season where it just seemed like the enemy just on one, distraction after distraction? We ain't talked for five years. Why are you texting me now? Distraction after distraction. (laughs) Offer after offer. You're praying, God, is this it? Then another offer happens and an email happens. The enemy elevates his attack because he's like, man, if, if, if they wait, it's going to reveal that that was weeds. So powerful, y'all. If they wait, if you just... See, this is why some of us, you're praying, and you're like, man, God ain't answering my prayers. God ain't answering my prayers. It just seems as though God is silent. And God's like, if you just keep your legs closed two more months. Okay. All right. If, if you just trust me for the rest of this year, if you just finish this whole fast, you asking and you think I'm not answering. It's just I know the gap reveals the weeds from the wheat. And so hell is elevating his attack. Because if you pick before you get your confirmation, you will end up with weeds and now have to recycle the season. Patience and discernment. Now they're married. Patience and discernment. They're married. And they have a baby. You know what that baby is called? Clarity. (laughs) This is so good, y'all. I'm just smiling because it's blessing me. Y'all don't even recognize there's some things I'm asking God to do in my life. And I'm trying to discern, is this you or is this me? And he places me in this time gap. During this time, fast. During this time, seek my face. During this time, don't miss a sermon. During this time, honor me. During this time, serve. During this time, trust me. And time will reveal. You don't have discernment issues. You just had to wait on it. This is so powerful, y'all. Can I get somebody to say discernment? discernment? And I think sometimes the discernment gap also reveals to us. Sometimes things aren't personal their capacity. Sometimes stuff is not personal, it's capacity. It, it's, it's almost like, this is a liter, I did some measurements. This is a liter, right? This is a gallon, and this is three gallons. All right, I'll move this where y'all can see it, just in case the camera people can't see it. All right, so we have a liter, we have a gallon, and we have three gallons. Now, how a lot of us get hurt is because we're the three gallons and we're expecting the leader to fill us up. I like y'all. Y'all like the real section right here. The rest of people are like, ouch. Now, look, look. This, this is inclusive of people and opportunities because we have some leader churches. But the, the place you're at spiritually, I want more. And so, a lot of times, you mad at people for the wrong reason. It's that you're expecting a leader to fill your three gallon. And if you actually start to have discernment, you'll recognize it's a capacity issue, not a personal issue. What are you taking personal that's really a capacity issue? They, they, They don't have the capacity to understand standards. They don't have the capacity to understand faithfulness. They don't have the capacity to understand giving. They don't have the capacity to understand why I'm talking like this. They don't have the capacity to understand my commitment. They don't have the capacity to understand my devotion. They don't have the capacity to understand my passion. They don't have the capacity to discern my peace. It's not my problem. It's a capacity problem. A lot of us have ended relationships that you took personal. That was just capacity. See, you need this in leadership because you'll end up putting people in places where they don't have the capacity. You'll volunteer and say, okay, I need you to do the parking lot ministry. One car coming too fast. I know you saw me. I know you saw me. Somebody leave a negative review online. That church ratchet. I mean, this person was turning all the way up. See, I need to learn. Okay, maybe maybe not the parking lot. Okay. Maybe the cleanup. Maybe you can help me with these sunflower seeds. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Just me and you, bruh. It's like, you don't know me. You don't know where I come from, bro. They came in too fast. I understand. <laughs> Listen, capacity. 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 Listen, I'm trying to help you. Capacity. God, give me discernment to understand people's capacity because when you understand capacity, you're more gracious. more gracious. I need more from you. I need more commitment. I need more time. I need more sacrifice. That's all they got, bro. <laughs> now, look, look. That's not a bad thing. They just have to be discipled into another stage. And then discipled into another level. Because all things work together, but a lot of us... I'm about to end. Y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm about to end this. Let me put my buckets up. Number one, wheat reveals in time. Wheat reveals in time. Now listen, we're going to get in trouble if the only speed you know is haste. If the only speed you know is haste, you're not going to give yourself time enough to see the weed separate itself from the wheat. Wheat is revealed in time. Point number two, intimacy clears uncertainty. Okay? Intimacy clears uncertainty. The reason you're so uncertain is because you and God don't get it in. You don't. It's just like Christmas. Every, <laughs> every time you want something, God, give me this, give me this, give me that, give me this. And then we go to places where they say, God, gonna give you a car, God, gonna give you a house. And then you have something like a global pandemic. You're like, I thought you were gonna give me a house, I thought you were gonna give me a car. I lost my house, I lost my car. And so now we don't have faith because we only came to Him for His hand, not His heart. But intimacy clears uncertainty. Somebody right now in the sanctuary or watching online, you've been praying. For discernment. And God is just saying, just keep praying to me. Just keep talking. This is great. God, this is so uncomfortable. But you praying every morning? <laughs> this is awesome, God, but this hurts. Yeah, but we talking. We, we talking. We haven't talked this long since March 2020 when you first heard about you being furloughed and laid off. We talking. Some of us, trouble is the only time God sees you. That's it. So you're asking for discernment to decipher the weeds from the weed. And God's like, if you just stay intimate with me, it gives you clarity. It gives you clarity. Last point, God's voice never prompts haste. Did you hear me? God's voice never prompts haste. So anybody who's been praying and asking God for something... Whenever you feel a rush, it's not God's voice. Jesus walked everywhere he went. <laughs> Read your Bible. I never see you. Jesus got on a chariot and hurried up to Lazarus' house. He he walked. He walked so slow where a woman with an issue of blood can grab him. He walked so slow where crowds were able to touch him. Jesus was never in a hurry. Why are you moving so fast? I'm 37 now. God, the market, it seems like I need to do it now. Whenever you're in a rush, it's not God's voice. We have a whole series to unpack. But on the night, I wanted you to consider two things. Maybe I don't have trust issues. I have a discernment issue. And where do I begin? Where do I begin on this journey of learning discernment? How about learn to rest in the gap? Don't rush it. Learn to rest in the gap so that when strangers offer candy, you won't take it. So God, would you help us in this moment, in this time, to cause for there to be a stillness in our soul. I feel it on tonight, God. Some of us have been moving so fast in our soul, in our hearts, in our mind, we can't even sleep. Can't even sleep. Thought after thought. Thought after thought. What am I going to do about this? And how am I going to handle that? And how are we going to get here? And how am I going to afford this? Thought after thought. And God, I feel as though you're saying, I want you to sleep. I want you to learn another speed rather than haste. And understand that I use the time gap to reveal the weeds from the wheat. Would you give us hearts, oh God, to trust your time and to trust your pace? In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody agrees to that prayer, would you say amen?